Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, August the 24th, 2022. It is currently 6.55 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Now, I want you to think about all the scriptures that you know, like, I mean, they're right there. They're at the tip of your tongue. You know them. You have them memorized. You can recite them. It just, you know them. If someone even begins to start saying the first few words, you can finish it. For God so, and you can finish the rest of the verse. Think about all of those verses you just know. You've heard them over and over and over and over. And I want you to think about all the ways that you quote them. You typically quote them without much thought or without any connection to the context in which those verses are found. We, we, we've all done it. We all do it. Even when, when you're a young Christian, I don't know about you, when you're a young Christian, for me, I bought a little Bible memory pack, right? And it was like a little greenish color, and there were scriptures on like, uh, there was like two po- pockets inside this little green I guess you would call it a case, this little thing you held in your hand. And on one side, you had all the cards. And as you memorize one, you placed them on the other side. So you would memorize a new one, then go to the other side, pull that card out and review it. So um, I started working on memorizing scripture. Now, at that time, it was just memorize the scripture, memorize the scripture. What do I think that means? I didn't think about context, the chapter, the book, the testament, anything. It was just memorize, 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 apart from any context. And in Christianity, so many times in a sermon or a devotional, the scriptures are just said, and we immediately begin to try to apply it. Like, you know the scripture, let's work on applying it. But sometimes the application of basically ignores the context. We all we are all familiar with this problem. I'm not saying anything that is new. I'm not saying anything that's revolutionary. We all know this problem exists. And we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight. Another thing that happens. Pastors. Oh, we're so bad at this. We love illustrations, right? We love it because we try to we try to we read the verse, we try to explain the verse, we try to teach the verse, but we know that in many cases or at least we feel whether this is true or not, it would be interesting to know how people in the pew actually feel about it. I've often said there's always such a massive disconnect between the people in the pew and the person standing behind the pulpit because so many times the people in the pew aren't really forthcoming and honest, but as a pastor you feel over and over and over, I've got to come up with an illustration. I've got to illustrate this. Like you just, even, even if you don't have one plan, you'll be thinking, and you'll just come up with an illustration. Now, sometimes I think the illustrations are really good. And you're like that. I think that explains it. Now, sometimes as a pastor, you're patting yourself on the back. That was a great illustration. That was awesome. And then when you hear someone talk about it, you're like, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. No, 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 no. Forget the illustration. But sometimes we offer an illustration and then we have to ask, does the illustration actually help us understand the verse? Oh, here, wait for it. Or does the act, does the illustration actually keep us from the verse? Does the illustration help us understand it or does the illustration keep us from it? 
on one hand, we have a tendency to rip verses out of context and just know them and immediately apply them. On the other hand, preaching sometimes offers illustrations about verses that may actually keep, keep people from actually understanding the verse. Now, with those two concepts in mind, let me welcome you to what should be my Sunday, my Sunday, my Wednesday evening sermon at Victory Baptist Church. But clearly, I'm not there. Clearly, I'm not coming to you from the pulpit of Victory Baptist Church. Things change. There's some COVID situations going on. So I had to make a decision. Like, I didn't have time to try to figure anything out. It was like, I better make the decision right now. It was like 6.07, I think, when I found out. And I'm like, what, what, what do you want to do? Just let everyone know we're not going to do anything. So here we are this evening. Very unfortunate because we needed to uh, advance our study in Mark chapter 2, verse 26. We really did, but that is not something I can teach from here in an empty room. There's just no way. No, there, and uh, yeah, yeah. When we were doing the initial study on Mark 2, 26, and we were doing the sermon reviews, yeah, that was easy. I mean, I guess I could have done another random sermon review, but I didn't want to do that because we have advanced that. So this is what I have done, right? Now, I know I've done the introduction. Now, I've stopped, and I'm just trying to give you some basic information, and then we'll come back. The reason I did that was if I start with the basic information, what a lot of people do as soon as they hear that, they hit stop or they won't listen. So I try to offer the tease by saying, hey, have you considered these two things? Then give the information and then go back to the subject. All right. So it, it was it was, it was, was designed that way, right? That's, that's like good podcasting 101. All right. But here we go. This is what I've done. If you have the version Bible app on your mobile device, if you have the version Bible app on your mobile device, and you open up the version Bible app, if you open it up, you'll notice at the bottom of your screen, you'll see some tabs. Home, that's going to give you the verse of the day. Bible, plans, discover, and more. And if you tap on more, and if you have chosen Theology Central to be your church, if you have, now if you haven't, you'll have to go to, to discover, search for Theology Central, okay? But you'll see my church, right? You'll see my church. And right above my church. We won't go through everything about my church and what we're trying to do. But if you haven't, if you download the Version Bible app, and if you search for uh, Theology Central and make us your church, then you can subscribe to the reading plan. You can watch the video, which is important in our Bible study on Amos. You can do all of that. But right above it says events. Now, for people living in other parts of the country, I don't know. I don't know if you'll be able to find it. I'm going to do a search here and, and see if you can find it. But for everyone who attends Victory Baptist Church, everyone who lives in the local area, You'll see when you go to events, the very first one that shows up is yours truly, Theology Central. And if you'll tap on that and you'll scroll down, look what you're going to see was Ahimelech or Abiathar, the high priest. Oh, look at that. Now, someone, uh, I don't remember. I got the article from somewhere. I don't remember where. I think it was. I can't remember. All right, but I grabbed it and I did my best to put it all there. So you at least, if this evening, after I'm done with this kind of devotional thought, you can go look at that. I have the live stream set up to go for like 15 hours. So you've got plenty of time and you can look at it. Now, if you, uh, if you don't live in the local area, let's see here. If you don't live in the local area, 
and you go to uh, if you go to events and you say search, see if you search for, if, if you search for Theology Central, you'll find it. So if you go to events, if it doesn't automatically show up because it's using your location, like so those who live in the local area, you're going to find us, right? Those who do not, you're going to go to events and it's going to show you churches in your local area who are currently live. But if you go to the Uversion app and go uh, right to the search bar and type in Theology Central, you'll see that we're live. You'll tap on that. And lo and behold, you'll have all of those notes on Mark 2.26. Right? I'm not saying I agree with everything in those notes. I'm saying it offers different perspectives. It offers different solutions to our problems, and we were going to work through all of them tonight, but we're not. So I just want to make sure I make it available to you. We're Again, we're always using technology every... If it's available to us, we're trying to use it, okay? So you go to uh, the Uversion Bible app uh, down at the bottom... Okay, all right, someone found the notes. All right, and they, and they don't live in the local area. So someone already found the notes. So there you go. So it seems to be easy. Open up the Uversion Bible app at the bottom. Tap on the screen more. You'll see, if, if, it, if you've selected us as your church, you'll see Theology Central. Right above that, it says events. You tap on events. It's going to open up the events in your local area. And then right above that is a search. And you just type in Theology Central. Then it's going to pull us up. You tap on it. And there's our notes. Now, you don't have to look at them right now because that would be really, 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 really bad because we're not going to be talking about that right now. We're going to go back to what I was just discussing at the beginning. So now let's transition back to my introduction. Can you think of all those scriptures you know at the top of your head, at the tip of your tongue? You can you can immediately speak them. Did I say top of the tongue or at the beginning? The tip of the tongue, the top of your head, you know them. And think about what you know about them and how much you may not know them in the context in which they are found. And then think about pastors and all of their clever illustrations and ask yourself, does the illustrations help me understand the verse or does the illustrations keep me from the verse? Now tonight, we're going to look at a very well-known verse. Oh, this verse is so well-known. I have quoted this verse countless times. I have applied this verse in the middle of other sermons or podcasts, and I've quoted it, but have I handled it correctly? I have probably offered illustrations about it. Did my illustrations help people understand it, or did I drive people and keep people from it? Well, we're going to find out, because once I realized everything got messed up tonight, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm getting panicked here. I'm going to, I got to figure something out. It's going to be seven o'clock. I got to go live. I got to say something. I can't just turn on the microphone and go, hey, how's it going? And just start telling jokes, right? I have to do something of value. So I started thinking. And so while I was thinking and just trying to figure something out, I'm like, you know what? It's time for my evening devotional. So I don't know what to do this evening right now. I'm just going to take a break and I'll do something for my devotional time. And well, I ended up ended up grabbing my uh, iPad, going to my podcast app. I have an entire folder called Daily Mana, where I have subscribed to all kinds of Christian podcasts. And I just grabbed one and hit play. And they started with an illustration about an animal, an animal with great ability. But the animal will not use that ability if it can't see. Hmm. What are we talking about? Are you ready to find out? Here we go. 
No, we don't. <laughs> okay. That that is not that is not what we needed. Okay. That is not what we needed. Give me one second. All right. I, I thought I had it queued up and I'm like, nope, that's from earlier today. So give me one second. Give me one second. It only will take a second to find it. Only will take a second to find it. Okay. Only will take a second to find it. Maybe. All right, here we go. Oh, maybe it will not. Okay, I know what we'll do. We'll do this. I don't know why it won't work, but it's not working. Okay, so let's do this. Already running into technical difficulties. That's okay. That's okay, because I have the text of everything I was going to play. I don't know why everything stopped, but it did. Okay, that's all right. Let's do this. All right, are you ready? Now, this is from Our Daily Bread. Oh, I wanted you to hear it. I wanted you to hear it. Okay, but who knows? The audio may not have been loud enough anyway, all right? So I wanted you to hear it, but that's okay. Here we go. The name of the devotional for today was called Landing Spot. Landing Spot. Keep that in mind. Landing Spot. In other words, the place, the spot that you want to land on, the spot you want, you're going to, you're going to jump, and that's where you want to land. Just keep that imagery in mind. It begins this way. If I could read it in the daily bread voice, I would, but I can't. I just, I'm, I would have to just use my voice. But they start off, the Impala, a member of the antelope family, is able to jump up to 10 feet high and 30 feet in length. Wow, that's pretty high. 10 feet high, 30 feet in length. That's the, uh, the Impala. It's a member of the antelope family. Right, so you with me? So, so just, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna walk us through this illustration. I wanted you to hear the way they gave it because this is, they're starting with the illustration. They're starting with the illustration which they believe is a great picture and how to understand the verse that they're going to give us. Of course, the one thing they're not going to do, they're going to take time. They're going to take time for the illustration and not take time for the context, which is one of the problems with the whole devotional structures. But for me, I'll take even a bad devotional and use it for good because, well, I just allow it to drive me to the text. But that's what we're going to do. But here we go. The Impala, and I do apologize that for some reason the audio wasn't there. And then when I went to download it, well, it would not let me download. So, and I, right here, I'm looking at the screen. It says download MP3, but it would not. So I apologize. When you're live on the air, you just have to make the best of the situation. So here we go. The Impala, a member of the antelope family, is able to jump up to 10 feet high and 30 feet in length. It's an incredible feat and no doubt essential to the survival in the African wild. Yet, at many Impala enclosures found in zoos, you'll find that the animals are kept in place by a wall that's merely three feet tall. Remember, they can jump 10 feet. They can jump a length of 30 feet. But in many zoos, they're kept there by a three-foot wall. How, how is that even possible? I'm merely three feet tall. How can such a low wall contain these athletic animals? It works 
because Impalas will never jump unless they can see where they will land. And Impala, according to this, don't know if I can verify this, haven't ever hung out with an Impala saying, whatever you say to an Impala, jump, I, I don't know, and I have no desire to go walking around outside in Africa to find an Impala so that I can walk it, jump, and I'm not going to go to a zoo trying to get it to jump over the wall, so I'm not going to test this, but I'm assuming there are other documentation or videos that may prove this point, but according to this, an Impala will never jump unless they can see where they will land. The wall keeps the Impala inside the enclosure because they can't see what's on the other side. Mm. I, I think you know. You, you know what that's an illustration for, right? Come on. Come on. Now, see, if I, I was if I was standing at church, I'd have everyone tell me, okay, what's that, illustra- what's that illustration for? Everyone knows. Every, look, the verse, everyone knows the verse. So you have to, I, you just think about that illustration. They're only going to use it for really one verse. There's got to be one verse, right? What's the verse? Okay, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. Let's continue. They're, they're getting ready to get to it. Here we go. As humans, we're not all that different. So we're just like Impalas. We won't jump unless we can see where we're going to land, according to this devotional. Do, do we agree with that? Do, do, do you agree with that? That we don't jump unless we, we can see where we can land? Because I think we do a lot of things and we don't know how it's going to end up. I, th- I think we do lots of things and we don't really know how it's going to work out. So I don't, is that true? Is that a, is that a, is that, is that true? Like he gives the illustration and then immediately applies it to us that we're, hey, we're just like them. There's, there's, how's it say it? We're not that different. We want to know the outcome of a situation before we move forward. Do, I mean, how many times do we really know the outcome of a situation before we move forward? I mean, is there anything that, you, that in life I know you think, you know, you may, <laughs> You may envision the outcome, but I don't think you really know. But all right. Okay, let's see where they're going to go with this. Now, please note the next, the next four words. The life of faith. All right, someone just said nonsense. We do it all the time, all of us, and most of us have no issue with it. I, okay, see, this is interesting because they're saying, hey, most of us, this is true of mo- most humans. We're like Impalas, and someone else is saying, no, 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 no. We do that all the time. I, I'm calling it somewhat into question. But remember, so many times when pastors give illustrations, we think that it captures an idea, and sometimes we don't really care if it's accurate or not, okay? Right? I, 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 I don't know. Oh, I wish I had the audio so you could hear them say it. But okay, I, 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 we'll just pretend because see, you can't actually see. So you're going to have to take it by faith that my reading of the uh, reading of this was far better than the audio from Our Daily Bread, okay? But you can find Our Daily Bread wherever you get your podcast and you can listen to the episode today. But here we go. All right. So according to them, as humans, we're not all that different. We want to know the outcome of a situation before we move forward. The life of faith, however, rarely works that way. 
writing to the church of Corinth. Oh, come on now. You've got to know the verse by now. Paul reminded them, we live by faith, or you may know it from the King James, we walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Now, just, just a question. We, we walk by faith, not by sight. So according, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm trying to understand the way the illustration is being used, that our problem, the difficulty we have in walking by faith is we can't see the landing spot. We can't see where it's going to end up. So therefore, we have trouble walking by faith. That our problem with walking by faith is that we can't see the outcome. We can't see how it's going to work out. Now, first, do you think that's the reason? Number two, do you think 2 Corinthians 5, 7 is to be applied to our everyday life about, okay, okay, here's a, oh, you're facing a situation. You don't know what to do. You walk by faith, not by sight. Hey, hey, you don't know what to do here. You walk by faith. not. Hey, here, you don't know what to do. You walk by faith, not by sight. Is it applicable that way? I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it is. But they seem to imply our problem is if we could just see the landing spot. Let's see what else they go on to say. Now we'll circle back around. Jesus taught us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew 6.10. But that doesn't mean we'll know his outcomes beforehand. Living by faith means trusting his good purpose, even when those purposes are shrouded in mystery. In the midst of life's uncertainties, we can trust his unfailing love no matter what life throws at us. We make it our goal to please him, 2 Corinthians 5, 9, and then that is the end. So we don't get any context. We don't get anything. The implication seems to be our struggle of walking by faith. In other words, hey, this is what we're told to do. We struggle because we can't see the landing spot. All right. Here's, let's do this. Let's just, just for, just to have a little fun on a Wednesday evening when all of them plans. Look, I didn't, obviously I didn't know that today this would be my landing spot, right? I didn't know, okay? I didn't know that I would be here at 7, 18 p.m. talking about 2 Corinthians 5, 17 when my plan was to be behind a pulpit dealing with Mark 2. So I think every day our life, we never know the ending. We never know the landing spot. We don't know the, the minute we wake up, we don't know the landing spot. I mean, everything you do, you get in the car. You don't even know if you're going to make it to your destination. You don't know if you're going to get sick. You don't know if you're going to die. We, we literally don't know anything. If you think about it, I mean, we, I know we convince ourselves that we do. So I, what I think is our landing spots that I guess gives us the ability to walk by faith are really imaginary. <laughs> they're, they're, they're an illusion, right? They, they, uh, they are not, it's not actually there. It's a mirage. Right? It's, 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 it's not there. But let's see what 2 Corinthians. All right. Someone just says, that's a bit interesting because the Bible is the only thing that in fact tells us our landing spot. But I get the point from a certain perspective. Okay, that, 
Well, the Bible is the only thing that gives us anything certain. Anything else is uncertain. And at the whole point, and I think I think it's the book of James, don't say tomorrow you're going to do this or going to do this. Say tomorrow if the Lord wills, because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. To me, there's a biblical concept of we don't know the landing spot. Now, are they saying, well, that, that's... The, it, that's well, I mean, he already said that we struggle with the same thing. So not is not. But I guess we are. To, maybe this is what they're trying to say. We have to overcome that human instinct of not knowing that walking by faith is overcoming that instinct to move forward, even though we don't know the landing spot. I guess you could look at it from that way, right? They're, what they're saying is this is the thing that causes us to struggle is when we can't see the landing spot, we sometimes then don't operate by faith. But if we walk by faith, we will go ahead and jump even if we don't see the landing spot. Maybe, I guess that makes more sense that they're looking at it from that way. But okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Here we go. We need context, right? We need context. What is 2 Corinthians 5 talking about? Well, let's just work through it, okay? I just got the Bible, a Bible that I have laying right here. This is the one I'm going to use, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if our earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. Now, let's stop right here. Okay, this is, this is, this is, this is giving a very specific topic, right? Like everyone takes 2 Corinthians 5, 7 and applies it to anything, right? Okay, hey, the Impalas won't jump because they don't know the landing spot. But hey, if you walk by faith, you'll jump even though you don't know the landing spot. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Immediately here, it seems 2 Corinthians 5 is giving us the landing spot. Or am I wrong? Let's go through this. For we know that of our earthly tent, right there, earthly tent, my flesh, my body. We know that if our earthly tent, that for we know that if our earthly tent we live in is destroyed. So here's something we can know. If my, if my body is destroyed, if I die, whatever happens to me, we have a building from God, an eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. That's knowing the landing spot. That's knowing the ultimate landing spot. That no matter what happens to me today, even if I was to die, I know the landing spot. This is not a situation where faith is the idea that we don't know the landing spot. In the the very chapter that says we walk by faith, not by sight, it gives us the ultimate landing spot. (laughs) Right? That's a pretty good one. Hey, no matter what happens to you today, you die in a car wreck, house burns down, you drown, whatever can happen to you. Guess what? You're going to have a dwelling place made without hands, an eternal one. That that to me is, is not this, hey, Hey, you live by faith. You don't know the landing spot. Go ahead and jump. This tells me I, I can jump because I know what the landing spot actually is. I just find it fascinating that the devotional, remember what I said, sometimes the illustration, I say it all the time, so many times sermons, so many times devotionals, actually keep us from the text. How many mil- millions of people use the, our daily bread? Who knows how many people subscribe to their podcast? I bet you if I was to look right now, 
uh, the podcast statistics, they're probably in the top one to to 5% of all podcasts in the world. They're way up there. I mean, they're way up there. So millions of people are going to hear that tonight. They're going to be like, okay, don't don't be an Impala. Don't be an Impala. I can jump over that wall because I live by faith and not by sight. All right, don't be an Impala. But wait a minute. The very verse gives us, for we know. I am confident. I know without any doubt that when I die, when this body is destroyed, when the body is destroyed, I got a landing spot. That's the one thing I do know. Let's see what else they go. Indeed, we groan in this tent, desiring to be put on, to put on our heavenly dwelling since when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. Indeed, we groan while we are in this tent, burdened as we are, because we do not want to be unclothed, but clothed, so that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us the Spirit as a down payment. So we we know where we're going to end up. In the meantime, we're living in this body with the pains and the difficulties and the struggles. And sometimes we want to put that off so that we can end in the landing spot where I don't have to groan and suffer and whatever your physical ailment is, seizures or whatever you may have, right? So so now look, we got all the way down to verse five. We're We're two verses away. Is this about jumping when you don't know the landing spot? This to me is screaming, you know the landing spot. You know exactly where the landing spot is. But some reason, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is usually go, oh, you don't know what to do? Walk by faith. Go ahead and jump. Let's see if the next verse changes anything. So we are always confident. Oh, there's confidence. See, this is not, the context here is like, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. It is we are confident and know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. Here's what we know. We know that in this body, I'm away from the Lord. I know when this body is destroyed, I will have a body that is eternal, not made with hands, a spiritual body, something that is better. I know those things. And then look what's the very next verse. The very, for we walk by faith, not by sight. In fact, we are confident and we would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. The very next verse continues the subject. We walk by faith, not by sight is not just some random idea that we applied to anything. It's dealing with this. When you, as you're living this life, as you're walking through this life, by faith, I know, because I trust the word of God, I know where the landing spot will be. When this body goes, I receive a new body. While I'm in this body, I'm apart from the Lord and I groan and suffer, but I walk by faith. In other words, I walk by faith. This is not like I, faith is, I don't know what to do next. This is not even being applied to everyday situation. Like, oh, oh man, I've got this situation with my kids. I don't know what to, I got this situation with my spouse. I got this situation with my job. I got, I mean, just watch how Christians will interact and you can just watch this in social media or just wherever. There'll be some friend with some problem. And they'll say, okay, I'm going to pray for you. Just remember, walk by faith, not by sight. Oh, oh, you mean you want them to remember and know what they already know that if their body is destroyed, 
they'll have a, a, a new body made without hands that's eternal. Oh, and, and, and they need to know that while they're in this body, they're apart from the Lord. That's what you're telling them? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. Of course you're not, because we never take 2 Corinthians 5 and put it in the proper context. We throw it out of its context. Do you see how crazy it is that we rip that out of its context? Look at the context. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my Bible with a pencil. Look at the context. Look. So is the situation, okay, we're the Impala. Oh, there's a three-foot wall. I can't jump. Oh, yes, you can. You can jump over that three-foot wall because you walk by faith and not by sight. And you don't need to know the landing spot. No, this is telling me I walk by faith and not by sight because I know the landing spot. I forget it. I know how it's going to end. I know. There are certain things I know. Now, of course, by faith. Now, where is the faith part? Well, the faith part is, well, I haven't seen this as it as it says, um, a building from God, or see, um, we have a building from God, an eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. I haven't seen that building. I haven't seen that spiritual body. I haven't seen heaven. So in that sense, I don't know. I Well, I haven't seen the landing spot, but by faith, I know it to be true because it's right here in the word of God. But the focus is on the ultimate eternal destination, not some temporal thing like, well, can you help me? I don't know what to do. Now, remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, you may argue that it's applicable to all these other situations. You may. But I just find it interesting that the chapter where it is found is very specific. You know this, and you know this. You know when your body is destroyed, you have a building from God. You know this, that as long as you're in this body, in fact, you could say we know three things. We know that when this body is destroyed, we'll get a building from God not made with hands that's eternal. Secondly, we know that while we're in this body, we groan and we suffer and sometimes we long to be in that new body. And number three, we know that as long as we're in this body, we are separate from God. We're not in his immediate presence, obviously not his divine glorious presence. Now, now what, what uh, see, I kind of want to ask, what, so what do you think about this? Well, I, I will ask it because I, I, I do love doing that. I do love asking, uh, what do you do that? Well, I can't, I can't, I was going to go ahead and down the, download the audio because I wanted to end this with playing the audio so that you could hear them give the, uh, the devotional, but I read the whole thing to you, so I think it worked out fine. But I, I would love to get your thoughts on this. Now, there's going to be disagreement, I know. There's going to be those who say, well, I understand the context, but come on. doesn't mean you can't apply it to this situation or this situation or this situation or this situation or this. I'm going to be like, well, I don't know. Why is it so specific? Now, back to the illustration, the Impalas. Do you think it works? The Impala won't jump because they can't see. Clearly, the implication is we are to jump because we, by faith, but in a roundabout way, 2 Corinthians says, you can jump because you know. Now, yes, there's an element of faith because we haven't seen, but we know. 
So does the Impala illustration work or do you, do you think it doesn't work? Do you think it leads to a better understanding of the verse or it keeps you from the verse? Number two, how, how far do you think you can imply 2 Corinthians 5? Uh, seven. How, how far? So let's go through these again. I, I, I'll just leave this kind of like in, in a, the way we would do, you know, the way they quote unquote do small groups. I'll leave you with the discussion questions, right? If you get a Bible study book from any of the, you know, for small group settings, they always leave you with the discussion questions. All right. So question number one, do you think the, the Impalas who can't jump because they can't see the landing spot, do you think that illustration works or do you think it distracts? Number two, how far removed from the context do you think you can take 2 Corinthians 5, 7 and apply it? Where do you think it crosses a line where you're applying it in something that's almost contradictory to the passage? And number three, how does seeing 2 Corinthians 5, 7 in its proper context, how does it change your view of the verse? There you go. There you go. That that's it. That's it. I, I'm not going to push it a little further. I'm not gonna. Not going to. I I wanted to play the audio for you, but I can't help that. I don't know why the the website just will not work. It just it's just not there currently. But it works great on the iPad. But see, that's the difference. The iPad. Well, see, it's an Apple device. So you don't need faith using an Apple device because it always works. But when you lean over here and you use a Dell laptop, mm, nothing is so certain. Then it takes an act of, okay, I'm, I'm, now I'm pushing it a little far, but you get the idea. It just, yeah, I could do this. I could do this. Hang on. I could do this. Okay. Just, just to have a little fun. All right. See, oh wait, I gotta, I gotta close this out. I gotta close out the uh, speaker because I have it open so I can see comments. Here we go. Let's do this. Welcome to today's encouragement from our daily bread. I'm Bill Crowder, and I titled our reading Landing Spot. The Impala, a member of the antelope family, is able to jump up to 10 feet high and 30 feet in length. It's an incredible feat and no doubt essential to its survival in the African wild. Yet in many impala enclosures found in zoos, you'll find that the animals are kept in place by a wall that's merely three feet tall. How can such a low wall contain these athletic animals? It works because impalas will never jump unless they can see where they'll land. The wall keeps the impalas inside the enclosure because they can't see what's on the other side. As humans, we're not all that different. There you have it. I guess the good thing, I was calling them impalas. They're calling them impalas. Obviously, I'm not an expert on animals, okay, <laughs> right? I would see it and go, I don't know what that is, okay? That's what I, I would be like, I don't know. All right, but there you go. Impalas, not impalas. Impalas in an impala car, maybe, I don't know. Impalas, there you go. See, you see why I shouldn't have read it? You see, now now we see why, okay? But you get the idea. It's that opening illustration, does it work? All right, now, I've done my part. Now, if you want to do your part, well, what you need to do is now participate. Contact me, newsif at yahoo.com. 
newsif at yahoo.com. Give me your thoughts on this. Tell me what you think, what you agree, what you disagree with. How do you see it? Did, did this change your perspective of 2 Corinthians 5, 7? Does, uh, do you think, how far do you think we can apply before we cross the line? And um, do you think the illustration helped or do you think it hindered? All right. Oh, someone says, also another reason to be careful with the illustration. It gives an impression, hey, leap in faith and you're capable of so much more. Yeah, possible. It definitely kind of gives that idea. Hey, you just jump. Just jump. You can jump over the wall. Well, yeah. Okay. Impalas, not impalas. Right? I, you know what? I, I'm going to do something because now, now, now I'm just irritated. Okay. Now I'm just irritated. All right. Hang on. I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something. All right. All right. Let's see. All right. Let me see here. Uh, Let's see here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Give me one second. I'm going to do it. Come on. Come on. Help me out. All right. Help me out. Impala. Nope. I was wrong. (laughs) Impala. Not Impala. It's Impala. There we go. That's what happens. That's what happens when the audio doesn't play. There we go. It's Impala. Not Impala. Yeah. There we go. Should have known that. Should have known that, but I did. All right, there you go. See, I did not know. I did not have any clue when I got ready to start this broadcast. In fact, I will argue that every time I get ready to start a live broadcast, I have no clue where the landing spot is. I have no clue how it's going to end up, but I still do lots of live broadcast. So there we go. But by faith, I trust that God will take whatever we study and use it for his purpose. So maybe, does that work? I don't don't know if that works. Is that a bad illustration? I don't know. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a wonderful night. Newsif at yahoo.com. Now, I've done my part. I've placed it in your hands. Discuss amongst yourselves. Have a conversation. I know you know, you're just like members of Victory Baptist Church is like, wait a minute, he's done at 7.37 p.m. If I was at church, we wouldn't get done till 8.30. What am I going to do with the rest of my evening? Take at least five or 10 minutes to at least discuss it amongst yourselves, okay? At least, please, just, just I'm going to believe by faith that that's what you're doing. All right, everyone have a great night. God bless.